Welcome to the Edinburgh Side of You, verse 9. My name's Neil Caldwell. I have with me James Cocker, a.k.a. IT. Good evening. How are you? I'm not bad. How are you? Uh, very well, very well. Uh, but let's less of us. What's in your fridge? Oh, straight into it this week. Yeah, no chit-chat. Surprised you didn't bring up your driving test. But anyway. Yeah, I passed my driving test. <laughs> in the fridge this week, we have a Borough Hill farm-pressed Somerset cider which I got from the Bristol Cider Shop a few weeks ago. Sounds good. We have a Samuel Smith's Organic Cider uh, that you picked up in Vino Wines, I believe. Yep. And we have a Henny's Vintage 2011 Still Cider. Looking forward to that one. Indeed. So what shall we delve into first? Now, we got this wrong last week. Um, we got it right the week before, though. Yes, but one of our eagle-eyed listeners... Doesn't really work, does it? Eagle-eared listeners... Um, spotted that we got the order wrong. So Steve Sellin, thanks for pointing it out. He has eagle ears. He does have eagle ears, and he's from New York. Oh, right. Eagles don't have ears. I think they do. But they aren't noted for particularly good listening. Anyway. Um, so yes, we got the order wrong last week. We got very confused. But it should be dry to sweet. Yes, which we got right in the previous show. Anyway, the, the vintage hennies we think is the least dry from looking at. The other two are medium dry, so one of these first. Let's go for the Samuel Smiths. Samuel Smiths. Now we've had this a while and we've been meaning to try it out. But we've had a lot of cider to get through. And we have. It's quite clear. Fizzy. Clear and fizzy. IT's given us small glasses because he doesn't like me pouring out half the bottle straight <laughs> Well, and also because I've run out of other glasses because they're in the dishwasher. Okay. That's... Disappointing. It's it's all right. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't have my hopes up for this cider. Why not? Um, I did have my hopes up. I'd. I think someone was just complaining about it not being real, but we won't get into that debate again. Um, it's that I'm not caring about whether it's real or not. I know. You know. But, it's just a bit bland. Um, no, I think it's. There's a there's a bit of flavour there. It, it's it's not an overpowering flavour, but it's definitely got something there. No, this is just a relatively bland, it's quite fizzy, but it's uh, it's nothing special, this. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree. It isn't anything special. I keep giving it a chance, but it's getting even worse on me. I'm tasting <laughs> less and less every time. There's nothing dry about it. There's nothing sweet about it. There's nothing even medium or balanced about it. Is, is that possible? I don't know. So what, yeah. what is it if it's not dry, sweet or medium? Shit. <laughs> no, don't start that again. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's drinkable, right? That's that's all we can say. Six out of ten at most. A drinkable one is six out of ten, and there's nothing to it at all. Okay. Well, I was going to say 5.5. Okay, so we have another 5.75 for the league table. Okay. Sounds fair. Sounds fair. Okay, let's open up the next one, which mm. was... Looked better. This is from your si Bristol Cider Shop. It is indeed. Borough Hill. Never heard of before. Uh, farm Press Somerset Cider. Medium dry. Six percent. What was the... What was the Samuels? That, that was, was, five. was five. Okay. So let's crack this one open. You got the bottle over there. All right. Yeah. It's not your job anyway. You can you can open it up. I got all the good jobs done. <laughs> okay. So this one's fizzy too. No, it's not. Very light. Fizzy, I said. Champagne style bubbles, it. Yeah, fizzy. Small bubbles. That not, means not overly fizzy, but fizzy nonetheless. That's not good. Much drier. That's good, I like that. 
Certainly more flavor to it than the Samuels. Yeah. It's good. I'd say it was more more dry than than medium, but it's a nice balance. Yeah, but it's um, it's quite nice. It's the, all the nice bits, but a dry aftertaste yeah. without being... It's not too dry. Without choking you and sucking the moisture out of your face, <laughs> as some dry ones do. <laughs> or not, not overly bitter, like the... The Perry's dry one we had last mm. week. No, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's not it's not too much like that. It's it's almost just right, I'd say. Yeah. It's a balanced medium dry. And to be honest, a lot of ciders label themselves as medium dry. And they're not. They're dry or they're medium. <laughs> this one is a medium dry cider. So it's labelled correctly. Yes, no, I'd I'd agree with that. Analysis. Burrow Hill Farm Press Somerset Cider. I would recommend this one. Mm. I like it. Now, what shall I give it? I'm kind of pleased about it, but I was going to say something like a um, 7.5 I was going to go for. Well, I was going to go 8. So we've got a 7.75. Oh, well, there we go. This is happening quite a lot now, isn't it? <laughs> but at least we've settled on this policy and we're, we're going to stick with it. Yes. So 7.75. The highest of the, the Bristol Cider Shop ciders that you've... So far, is it? Is it? Well, it must be, because the two previous ones that we did in the last show oh, right. well, didn't they, get that they were very dry. What was the other one we did? Oh, it was the, the, rum, the cask. rum cask one. Yes, yeah. yes, no, that's true. Which we didn't like at the start, but grew on us. Yeah, no, I have noticed that most of them are medium dry, I think. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I'd recommend it. Well, hold on, what did we say? 7.75? Yes. No, that's about right. That's about right. I'm happy with that. Cool, cool. So next, and finally, we seem to be ra- rattling yeah. through your fridge. Yeah, we are today. Well, let me just finish off this bit of... Um, I've, I've, done, I've done you and poured out too much. Right. So finally, and this one I've, been, I've actually been very much looking forward to. It's the Henny's 2011 Vintage Cider. 6.5% still. Now, I think... I'm certainly a fan of still ciders. I would, I would, I would happily say that I prefer still ciders over fizzy ones. Yeah, and you, but you also prefer sweeter ones as well. True. Whereas I'm, I'm maybe more in the medium dry spectrum, I think. You like your still or fizzy? Uh, stiller. Still, the stiller the better. Okay. But I'm not a, I'm not a Nazi when it comes to this. This looks good stuff. I get this See, Waitrose. Even though you've got you, a small glass, it's not even that small, but you've still filled it right up. <laughs> almost yeah, that, half that's, the bottle. that's ideal. <laughs> See, if you look at that, right, it's, it is, yeah, it's still... I think you're just expecting to like this one and I'm not going to want to drink it throughout the rest of the show. Got this in Waitrose, you forgot to mention. Um, cool. Yeah, I bought that one, yeah. Yeah, okay. Just just letting you know. <laughs> right, so, not much of a smell. Oh. Ooh. That's a, that's a different one. Mm. So I'd say, I'd say that was medium. Yeah. It's... Because it's still quite crisp. Yeah, yeah. Because the Henny's, uh, the previous Henny's one we had in the show, we liked it, but we said we'd, it it was maybe missing something or it, we're expecting something a bit more. Yeah. This one has got the thing that the previous one was missing. Yeah. So we're comparing the, the Henny's dry cider to the this one, which is the Henny's vintage still cider. Yeah, no, I definitely much prefer this one. This one's better. Um, it's definitely got more flavour to it. I like the fact that it's still... Um, and it's not, because my, my first taste, I was going to say medium dry, but then second taste, that dryness, it almost disappeared. So 
Yeah. I I like. I'm struggling to market. It's mm, so. Let's have a think. Well, let's get, if we think about what ciders have we given high marks to. The French ones scored quite high. They've got eights out of ten. Mm. Thistle Cross is up at the very top. JK's. We've also got the Dunkerton's Black Fox up there. I don't think it's quite up there with them. I think it's maybe a shade below. Your memory's good. You know this table off by heart. Well, yes. I I would say it's up there. If I was allowed to do a 7.75, I would put that. Mm. Well, I was going to go for 8. No, I'm going to go 7.5. Oh, okay. It's not quite an eight for me. Okay, seven seven point seven five. Then we've ended up with, have we? We have another seven point seven five. <laughs> so if we've given two ciders a seven point seven five today. We give both the Borough Hill Farm Press the Somerset cider and the Henny's Vintage Still cider seven point seven five. Do we do we still agree with that? Um, That's I think, a good question. I think we do. I think we do. We like them both. Yeah, but I don't think they were quite up to me. To me, and I think to use Whitwell. You've given them both eight, or I gave one eight. Yes, I think that's the because I pre- I definitely preferred the the hennies, um, just, and I think you preferred the other one. Yeah, yeah, the Borough Hill one. Yeah, let's just see if that makes sense when we try them again. Um, he's going to change his mind. He's going to change his mind. I think I have changed my mind. <laughs> Are you preferring the hennies now? Yeah, I prefer the hennies. Good. So I'll I'll give that an eight. Cool. So that's and, an eight. And I'll give, but I'll retain my grading for the other one. So you're giving them both eights. <laughs> well, see now I'm confused about what I gave in the first place. No, right. But Burrow Hill gets a seven point seven five. Right. We'll just leave that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you gave both of them eights. I have now given given my re- revision. I've now given them both eights. Right. Okay. Okay. So you don't prefer either one. No, I do. I prefer the Hennies. Oh, right, okay. Burrow Hill gets 7.5, and this one gets us an 8. Right. You said 8, so Henny's Vintage Still Cider is now an 8. Cool. So did, yeah. we, did we give both give that 7.75? No, we didn't give it 7.75. I gave no, it an 8. 7.5. We're now giving, both of us are giving that 7.5. Yes, so Henny's is 8. Yes. The Burrow Hill, 7.5. Okay, we're happy. I'm happy with that. I'm happy yes. with that. Yes, good. So that's your fridge this week. That's your fridge. It is. Now I'm going to steal the rest of that Henny's for the rest of the show. No, you're not. You poured out more than me in the first place. Give me some. Is it? Oh, okay. Anyway, why don't you get Cider News ready whilst uh, I'm pouring Cider News. Well, a couple of little bits this week. Um, So you don't have a full news programme. In fact, I don't really have... You don't have any news. Hold on. What did I do? I thought I had... Is this bit getting edited out? Yeah. Sure, I wrote down something. This is a catastrophic failure. Oh, well. Anyway, so uh, there's only really one little tiny snippet of news this week, and it is to do with sweet cider, fruit cider, that I know you turn your nose up at. I don't turn my nose up at. But I think it's worth mentioning because those that do like their fruit ciders um, could be interested to know that Recorder Lake. I've just released a passion fruit cider. Okay, I'm not interested in that. Well, I'd be up for it. No, if if you'd said that cuz the word you used the word fruit cider. Yeah. You used the word um what was the other word you used? Sweet cider. You use these words and these words can mean different things. Now, a passion fruit recorder leg, I'm not interested <laughs> in, right? 
So you are right, I'm not interested in the outcome. <laughs> I didn't think you would but, be. But don't say that I'm not interested in sweet ciders or fruit ciders. No, well, you know, I, I know what I was referring to was the recordable type of cider. Yeah. Just to make it clear. I'm not even going to so, try it. So, I'll tell you what, I'd probably try it. Because of that lack of news, we've got a quiz. Excellent. It's been a while. Now this, I think I've, I think I've, well, it's got some interesting questions this week. So have you got your pen and paper at the ready? Yes. On Good. my iPhone. So, listeners, join in. See if we can beat Neil. Has, any, has anyone ever beaten me yet? Um, they've come close. They've come close? Yeah. Oh, who, who was that? I can't remember now. Okay. <laughs> okay, quiz. Question number one. According to Will Coldwell from The Independent, what is the best cider? So this is referring to the news article from last week where we went through Will's list of his top ten ciders. He listed on the independent. Uh, and I just want to know what's at number one. Well, I remember some of the things that were in it. I'm gonna plump for this. Oh no. I, I'd I, be surprised if you got if you could get this, by the way. Uh, Not because of the See, I think he gave he gave Perry's dry, which we slated in the previous podcast. I think he gave that high marks. But I don't know if it was number one, it may be number two or three or four. So I'll put I'll put that as my interim. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I don't tell you my answers until the end. No. Wait until the end. Question number two. Out of the thirty-three pubs currently featured on the Edinburgh Cider Map, have we mentioned the map on the podcast? We, we haven't used this opportunity to do. Okay. It. Well, listeners, um, we have now launched on our website. Are you sure we didn't mention this in the last podcast? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. <laughs> we have now launched on our website the Edinburgh Cider Map uh, that currently lists thirty-three pubs in Edinburgh. And the types of cider they sell. And it has recommended or reviewed as flags on said pub. Yes, we mark the ones that we've reviewed in the show. We also mark ones that sell two kind of more different ciders that you don't normally see yeah. in a pub. So that's what we deem recommended. Yeah, for the time being. So check it out. Um, if and, and, and recommended and reviewed are not the same thing. So reviewed means we've reviewed it in the show. Recommended means that we have either... We may or may not have reviewed it in the show, but we recommend it, meaning that both of us have been there and had two different ciders that are non-standard. Define non-standard. Non-standard is in your Bulmas, Magnus, Recorder League, Copperberg, yep, etc. Strongbow. Uh, so check it out. And Clear as day that definition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it pretty, it pretty much is. Um, so check it out, and if you've got any recommendations for decent pubs in Edinburgh, uh, do let us know, and we shall check them out and get them added onto the list. Yeah. I do, I do plan to actually get a little format there so you can easily suggest either adjustments to existing pubs because obviously they'd be changing drinks all the time, and also new pubs. Yeah, there was one boy that mentioned on Twitter uh, a pub that sounded great. Uh, yeah, Tom Oliver, yeah, from Hertfordshire. Um, he mentioned the Brunsfield Hotel. Yeah, we, uh, need, we need to go there. Tom Oliver is the is actually the cider maker that creates the cider that's He makes there. the cider? Yes. Uh, we need to go there now. So, uh, we, well, well we, we, we finish waiting the for? podcast first? Right, we'll finish the podcast, <laughs> and then we'll go. So we need to check out the Brunsfield Hotel. But yeah, if you've got any suggestions for decent uh, cider pubs in Edinburgh, let us know. But also check out the Edinburgh Cider Map at ciderview.com. Forward slash map. <laughs> or slash map, if you want to go right. straight there. For the best places in Edinburgh to go. Anyway, back to the quiz. Back to the quiz question. Question two. number two. Out of the 33 pubs currently featured on the Edinburgh Cider Map, how many of them sell Aspel cider. What, you want a number? I want a number. Now, for this, I'll give you one either side. So you don't need to be See, spot that's on. ridiculous. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see if you can get... Because you've got pubs on there that I've not been to. 
I would have thought you'd studied the map in detail, like you studied the side of the league. No, but the side of the league's quite uh, intuitive. Come on, take a guess. Um, any form of Aspel. Yeah. On draft or on bottle. Yeah. Yep. Correct. I'm going to guess. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be a hard one, that one. Just wait till we get to the last question. Okay. Question okay. three. Question number three. What percentage is the snake bite that Slissy Cross and Tempest Brewery have created that we mentioned in last week's podcast? More to come in this and yes. later in the show. What ABV is it? Is it ABV or AVB? No idea, so I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about what Slissy Cross do. I don't know much about Tempest. I'm also thinking about what snake bite could potentially be. Okay, I've got a guess, but okay. it's a quite an educated guess. Okay, cool. Right, on to question number four. Yep. Which, uh, here's, here's time to get your thinking cap on. Since episode one, how many countries have we sampled cider from? Oh, I should get this. So this is... Right, define country. This is um, Scotland, England, Wales countries. Right. And it's just ciders that we sampled during the show, not outside of the show. Just ciders we've sampled during the show. Okay, I'll... Na- right, I'll uh... and, and can you tell me those countries? Can I tell you them? Well, I'll give you a number. Yeah, right, hold on. Um, are you calling Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland distinct? Um, have, have, we, have we had ciders from both sides? No. I bought I bought them in one side, but we had it in the they come from the other, right? Well, as long as you explain your uh, your answer and tell me you're working out with regards to countries, we should be good. Okay, I think I've got my answer. Okay, no, this, this will be very interesting. Okay, right, fire away. Right. So, question number one, according to Will Caldwell from the Independent, what was his best cider? Right, I think I've got this wrong. I think he put this as two, three, or four. I put Perry's dry. Now, I think you're right in the sense that that was about four. It was actually Sanford Orchards' Devon Red. Devon Red's, right. Yeah. Reminds me I wasn't that. really expecting you to get that. It was a bit of a hard question. We're, we're hunting for that as well, aren't we? Uh, yes, we definitely need to keep our eyes out for it. Question number two. Out of the 33 pubs currently featured on the Edinburgh Cider map, how many sell Aspel? Um, well, I've guessed here, and you said you were going to give me one either side. I will give you one either way. And you'll give me the full point if I'm one wrong. I've said seven. Ooh. What is it? Nine. Oh. <laughs> Nine? Right, name them. Uh, you can look them up later. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to check that. <laughs> In fact, it was almost ten because one of them, um, I think the Starbank has a question mark over sometimes sells Aspel, but I didn't include that. So <laughs> check outside of you. Matt. I'm not doing very well. Um, Question number three, what percentage is the snake bite that Thistley Cross and Tempest Brewery have just created? Sheer guess, considered, considering it's not on the market yet, 5.5%. Uh, Correct. Correct. Nice one. That's not bad, eh? <laughs> so, it's down to the last question. Do you want to know can... my thinking behind that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So, Thistley Cross quite strong, mm-hmm. right? Generally. So, if you think about their uh, original still versions... Or their original versions and their whiskey cask versions. Yeah, true. Beer generally about four percent, halfway in the between, but take a shade off because they don't want to make it snake bite too strong because it could then have bad connotations about it. So I thought five point five. 
Nice, nice. Well, it worked. Yeah. Because that is the answer. So on to the last question. Since episode one, how many countries have we sampled cider from? Okay, I'm going to name them and then give you a number. Yes, right? please do. Well, I'm not, I'll, I'll give you the number. I think I think it's seven, right? Okay. And I think it is Scotland, mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. Let's call it Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, fine. That's why I had. I think both of them are County Armagh, which is technically Northern Ireland. But anyway, uh, yeah, we've not had any from Wales yet. Sweden, correct. France. Yep. Spain. Yep. United States of America. Yep. But I'm afraid you've missed one out. What? Um, now, you're going to hate me for this. I probably will. But I did look it up on the official website, and this is the country that it said that this cider originated in. Uh, we're going to have a steward's inquiry, I feel. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I do actually feel a steward's inquiry come on as well. But the one you missed out was the Carlsberg Summersby from Denmark. Oh, you can fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> no way is that. According to the Carlsberg website, it originates in Denmark. So that, that bottle, everything about that bottle came from Denmark, did it? We didn't define no, everything. I'm not having that. I got that right. <laughs> you, did, you did very well. Don't, don't give me that patronising <laughs> chit-chat. I got two out of four there. I'm not having an incorrect answer for Denmark. All right, because I tell you what, I was going to suggest that you put a flag, and a genuine national flag next to all the countries. ciders on the side of the yeah, league, right? Yeah, now, if you were going to do that, would you put an English flag or a Danish flag next to that Carlsberg one? I would look into it further before making a decision. Well, you, surely you should have looked into it further well, I before. Did. I did. I did look into it further. Because initially I thought, mm, maybe it's just in because they used maybe English apples. But, then I don't know. but I looked on the Carlsberg website, and it said facts originates in... Denmark. Okay, I got so one out of four. But that's a horrendous performance. Do you know what? Do you know what? Because you were so close in question two, and you were extremely close in question four, and the fact it was summer's being, it's not the And the fact that I knew more so about the Irish ones. I'm going to give you, yeah, that too. I'll give you three out of four. Three out of four? See, but now you're giving me charity here. Well, okay, 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 fine. I'll give you two and a half out of four then. Is that better? Okay, but see, I think you've lost credibility in your marking <laughs> system now. And you've got to be strong with your uh, Only because I'm not very good at my maths and can't be bothered working out all the different countries and how much of a point that is, and that would take forever and be quite boring to our listeners. It would be. It would so be. I'm just going to say 2.75. 2.75. So there we go. That was the quiz from this week. Listeners, let us know how you got on. Okay, time for a pub review. Pub review. And we are going to review the Cumberland Bar, which is right in the middle of the new town in Edinburgh, which is it's quite a famous bar, isn't it? I believe so. Well, it was the first time you were there when we went there. It was. I've been a few times, though. Anyway, the ciders they had on tap and on draft. In fact, this one was recommended by the Edinburgh Cider View on the Edinburgh Cider map, wasn't it? And why was that, IT? Because of its selection of cider. On tap there, they have three different types of cider. They've got Black Rat Perry, um, which, was, which wasn't bad. It was, um, quite, it was quite sweet. And it wasn't the best perry I've ever had, but mm. it was by no means the worst. It was it was fizzy, and it was it was all right. No, but it was good. It was but, good. I mean, enjoyed it. Credit for I've never seen black rat perry in a pub before. No, so credit no. there. Cornish Orchard, which I have seen around the place. Um, yeah, slightly disappointed by. And and the other only other one was Axles, wasn't it? On draft, yeah, yeah. But that's three ciders on draft. Yes, that are non-standard. Right, so for a start, they're already in the recommended section of the Edinburgh Cider View, on the Edinburgh Cider Map, on the Edinburgh Cider View. So we have to give them credit. 
we give them credit. We do give them credit. Aspel's good. If you're going to go for a standard-ish one, that's the one you go for. The Black Rat Perry was good and different. And the Cornish Orchard one, that was my dis- I was slightly disappointed by that when I had it. But that's more about the cider, less about the choice of the pub having it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, bottles for your standard drinkers, recordedly Copperberg and Magnus. Now, this, this is a, I think this is a, an argument for another day. Right. Um, What's wrong with today? Uh, well, because <laughs> I don't want to have the argument. Um, but I enjoy a good argument. Aspel's, I, it's not there yet. Right. right. But I think it is on its way to becoming so common in pubs that it's going to be harder to include that as a as a different cider. Because from the quiz, that's basically pretty much almost a third of the pubs that we've reviewed. But do you think we're only in. saying that now because we've specifically been looking at pubs and listing all the ciders they've got? We've gone to the trouble of going to a lot of different pubs now to check the, the ciders that we've got. And we've also, when, in the early days of our podcast, when we were reviewing pubs, we would target pubs to review because we knew they had good cider. Yeah. So these days... Well, different cider. Or different cider, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I don't think we can say Aspel's is... Yes, it's more common. It's the most uh, or the least common... You know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. The most common of the non-standard that we are deeming non-standard. Yes. But fair play if a pub has it. Yes. Yeah. Especially, see see your little pubs in Rose Street, right? Mm. They can't, they don't have enough space to have that many drinks, right? If they go to the trouble of having Aspel, fair play. Especially if it's on draft. Yes. No, true. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I would happily see an Aspel's many times over a Magnus. Yeah. Um, so they had nothing special in the fridge. Uh, no, not according to my notes. So I think I think on that basis, though, we give them well above average marks on the draft front. Yes, and I believe they have at some point in the past and possibly will in the future had Thistle Cross. So that does count. It kind of it shows that they are a pub that care about serving some different ciders. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, average marks at most in the bottle front, but generally very good cider marks. Yeah. Well, yeah. we get them very good marks. It's a nice place. So was it Cumberland Street that it's on? It's on yeah, the Cumberland Bar is on Cumberland Street, funnily good. enough. Like I was saying, very famous bar in Edinburgh. Famous in fact and fiction. Is it the 44 Scotland Street books? Is that right? Well, that's one of the things that's in. It's in a it variety of other I see. I fictional see. and factual accounts of Edinburgh. It's a very nice pub, actually. It's one of the few pubs in Edinburgh that's got a beer garden. Uh, Unfortunately, yes. whenever I'm there, it's in the shade. And then uh, quite a largest beer garden for, from what I remember. Yeah, with two tiers. Two tiers. Yeah. So it's up there with the beehive in terms of beer garden. That is impressive. Nice little pub. Traditional, but you get all sorts in there. After work, you'll see a range of people going in there. Yeah, it was pretty busy when we were in there. And that was a, was that a Friday night. It was, it yeah. was. It's definitely a place to go in Edinburgh. If you're in Edinburgh for a weekend, long weekend, it's definitely a place to go. Because it's not a pub right in the centre but it's in the centre of the new town so it's not a far walk to go from the very centre and uh, we would definitely rec- well we'd, we recommend it officially on the website yes we do and I can flag it as reviewed so check out the Cumberland Bar indeed okay let's branch out we haven't branched out yeah, it for like two shows branched out in a long time has it really been two shows in fact we're, we're branching out but we're not branching out too far <laughs> I would say because we're going back to doing well, a ginger beer yes but it, it generally is the category that uh, kind of fits our feature quite well it does um, but, but uh, well, well I'll discuss what I was going to say about our branch out feature after, after oh, okay. this okay 
So this uh, ginger beer, it's from Hollows and Fentimans. Now, I've seen this in the vino wine shop in, in Stockbridge for many a time, and I've never decided to buy it. But I was in there on Saturday. You Sunday, were in there. And I, I decided to buy it. You came to visit, and you decided to buy it. So, uh, <laughs> so I think Fentimans, they're the ones that do the like real Coke and the real lemonade. You know, you know, like oh, your dandelion and burdock, yeah, and that, kind, that of thing. kind of stuff. Are oh, they right. not? Um, so I'm kind of hoping that this is going to be really, really fiery. That's my kind of hope for it. Have you got the bottle opener? What have you done with it? Oh, I put it in the floor. <laughs> you can crack it open. That's your job. Remember? Oh yeah, isn't. So this is a four percent ginger beer. So let's see. Let's spill it on the laptop. How it. Well, I don't want a full glass, I just want to taste it. The last time I had a ginger beer was in this podcast. And it was ginger beard. Ah, yes. <laughs> now that was very much... Uh, that was back in episode three. A beer that was ginger flavoured. Well, almost, yeah. It was a half between ginger beer and a beer, but it was ginger flavoured. Mm. Whereas I think this is probably going to be closer to your actual ginger beer, not beer. Now it's it's a bit cloudy. Um, which it's cloudy ginger beer? We haven't had a cloudy ginger beer, so crabby, well, crabby we've had much. two ginger beers, haven't we? So we had a crabby's black in episode uh, something or other, four, five, two. No, we'll, we'll edit the number in there. Yeah, <laughs> in episode <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. No, you didn't need to say that because we can just record it when we find out. Record the number when we find out what one it is. But anyway. <laughs> And we had, uh, <laughs> and and we also had the ginger beard in episode three, so it's a while since we've had ginger beer on the podcast, so it's hard for us to compare. There was that, that was the purpose. Yes, I see. Me saying yes, but this true. one looks like your old school ginger it beer. It does. It is cloudy. Doesn't so we've not tasted it yet. It's fizzy. It's cloudy. It smells very gingery, and it smells like ginger. I'm hoping and I'm expecting fire. Okay, let's go. Bring it on. Mm. 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 That's pretty much what I was expecting, but I was hoping for a little bit more fire. I, I thought there would be more. But it's but in some ways... That's what you expect. It's in nice, some, In some ways, it's nicely balanced. It's. I tell you what, it's nice on Krabby's, mm. right? I'd no, take definitely. that any day of the weekend instead of Krabby's. Definitely. Definitely. It's much... It's much, It's almost kind of smoother in a way than Krabby's. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's... That's a good drink. It's very different than Krabby's. That's a Krabby's. nice drink. I tell, I, I, um, I'm very impressed with that. Because to be honest, I'm not a massive ginger beer fan, right? We've had a few in the show just because it fits neatly into our Let's Branch Out feature. <laughs> yeah. But I would not normally be a ginger ginger beer fan. But there are ginger beer fans that listen to the show. There are? Uh, well, I, I do know of a few. So we recommend, or I would recommend Hollows and Fentimans. Yes, definitely. definitely. All natural alcoholic ginger beer. Brown bottle, blue label. You'll probably see it. It's only 4%. Yeah. But it's definitely worth it as a drink. It's, it's definitely much closer to your more traditional ginger beer than, than the likes of Krabby's is. I do wonder how much sugar it's got in it though. <laughs> to make it to take it to take the fire edge off it. Because it's it is strong ginger beer, very traditional ginger beer, but it's quite nice as well. It's got pear juice in it, apparently. Pear juice? Yeah. Maybe that's why we like it. So in fact, <laughs> maybe this does appeal to your cider drinker more than most. Yeah, yeah, true. It's like a ginger beer, it's a little ginger beer perry. But uh, I, I think this would, like, because remember, right, like we always do this, but we need to always do this. What is the category? What, what defines a Let's Branch Out drink? 
A drink that's not cider, not beer, nor is it wine, nor is it spirit, but which cider drinkers might enjoy. Yes. Now, of all the drinks that we've had, you could argue that's the one that cider drinkers would enjoy the most. I could argue So we've had Krabby's Black, we've had Ginger Beard, we had the Pom Paul thing, which was an apple brandy with actual cider in it. Mm. We had... um, We had that... uh, Half strawberry or half raspberry, half beer. Yeah. Like local raspberries, but beer. Melville's. Melville's, that's the one. It was either strawberry or raspberry. It was quite good. It was raspberry we had, I believe. Is that all we've had? Five? I think so. So this is our sixth branch out. And I think of all of those, maybe I think Pom Paul, I think cider drinkers would be more drawn to Pom Paul at the start because it's half Calvados, half cider. Or half Breton version of Calvados. But if we're comparing everything else, this is the one that cider drinkers would definitely enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, even ones that aren't too into ginger beer, because I'm not into too, I'm not into ginger beer, but I'm more of a cider drinker. Okay, and I like this. Yeah, I like. And I really it's, like. It's that. certainly being the ginger beer. Um, it's certainly more of a drink that you'd have possibly instead of a cider, unlike your pompol, which is which is obviously a more of a spirit. Well, no, 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 it's not spirit. It's not spirit, because that, that means it's not a brand yeah. <laughs> No, I think that definition still has to be loose, because like, we've, but it's had, not we've, a spirit, we've had beers. It's not a spirit. We've though. had beers, and let's branch out. But it needs to be a loose definition. We can't be too strict, we otherwise, well, otherwise we won't have to. I, I think we've always fallen within the definition. On the on the subject, let's branch out, actually, I had a, um, a suggestion from a listener. Now, uh, to, to be honest, the fact that we're kind of rapidly running out um, of, uh, of, of... Are we, are we merging into is, correspondence here? Um, possibly. Um... But the fact, yeah, the fact we're running out of let's branch out, ouches, you know what I'm trying to say, um, means that uh, this might not be completely re- uh, relevant. It would be good if we'd thought of it from the start. But uh, they suggested that we, because we, we don't generally give a complete um, consensus to our ginger beer. We might kind of say, yeah, we like, yeah, it's good, and yeah, it's beer. And while we can't rate them because we're not comparing them, I've had a suggestion that we kind of have almost ratings such as recommended if you like cider, highly recommended if you like cider, don't bother. And who did this suggestion come in from? Uh, this was from uh, uh, Beth and Garner. Beth and Garner? Yeah. Ah, oh, she suggested this, did she? And how, how do you know this, Beth and Garner? She's my girlfriend. <laughs> and the f- <laughs> first appearance on the show. Um, <laughs> She's going to be delighted. <laughs> but I think it's a good idea, but I think it's... Um, and I think we should try to do it. Because, I mean, for example, this one, we would highly recommend to cider drinkers. Yes. I think, no, I think quite a few... But I think all the drinks that we've had, we'd recommend to cider drinkers, to some extent. Mm. I think, right, if you're talking about your cider drinkers that don't do beer, like me, yeah, then... There's some that you wouldn't have wanted. I wouldn't recommend the Melvilles or Because a the... cider drinker like me that does do beer would probably yes. try them all. Yes, because yeah. you didn't think it was too beery, but because you drink beer. Because I don't really drink beer. I can tell when it's when it's more beer than, than raspberry, for example. Yeah. Even that ginger beard was very, very beery. So I think I think maybe, like, <laughs> we, we possibly would end up having ratings such as highly recommended cider drinkers who don't like beer and stuff like that, but maybe that gets a bit too far. Well, maybe we can think about this in the future. We've got all the material there in our previous podcast to go back and assess these properly if we want to use Beth and Garner's suggestion. Anyway, that was good. Uh, we, we would recommend that. We'd both recommend this... Uh, the Hollows and Fentimans. Any any other correspondence this um, week? That... I think I've mentioned most of it already. We, we touched on about Tom Oliver's Cider in Brunsfield Hotel that we're going to go and check out in five minutes. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, Gavin Avera from Fife 
Um, they are from Fife. On Twitter, suggested that we set up a forum on the website. And what an idea. Could use it to allow users to basically recommend pubs in their area. Uh, which I think is a good idea. Pubs in their area. Well, we are the Edinburgh side of you. We are the Edinburgh side of you. But I'd kind of like to think that... We're going to build a community. We could expand the... Brothers Edinburgh. in arms. We could expand... A the, clan. We could expand the Edinburgh side of map to become... What, the world map of Sidon? Well, I wasn't going to go that far. I was going to go to the Great British Cider map. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I like that term. <laughs> okay, the... the the cider map of the UK would be better. But anyway, sounds a bit rubbish. But yeah, um, so yeah, no. Uh, the, the, but the the idea of a forum—that's the main crux of it here. Yeah, it's nice. I'm expanding the website all the, all the time, albeit very slowly. Um, but uh, the forum idea we like, and uh, and possibly will imp- implement one day. Um, one day. We're <laughs> caveating these days. So, but, but in fairness to you, we've now got the Edinburgh Cider League. We have the Edinburgh Cider Map. I was thinking we should sort of specify somehow the fact that the Cider League is of ciders and the map is of pubs. I don't know if there's a way to do that. I see what you mean. Um, but we have a range of features now. We do. And it, well, it's more, the, it's more the Cider League. Cause the Cider League. It's not just Cider It's not the Edinburgh Cider League. Yes, it's the, the Cider League. But anyway, I don't know what you're about. Uh, but yes, no, check out our website, ciderview.com. Uh, recommend any, any pubs that we've missed in, in Edinburgh. Um, that sell decent cider. Recommend any ciders that you'd like us to try to get our hands on. Get in touch on Twitter at, at CiderView. There's been no other correspondence. There's been a range of correspondence over the last few weeks. Nothing worth... Uh, I mean, well, to be honest, I've mentioned it all. I've mentioned several things already. They've just happened to fit in perfectly with several of the features during today's show. All right. There was, I'm sure there was something else I wanted to remember. I wanted to, uh, to say... Oh, well, there's always to, something I want to say. <laughs> Why don't you note it down? Oh, yes. Well, tomorrow. What are we doing tomorrow? Oh, yes, that's true. <laughs> Possibly the, the most important news of the uh, of the week. Yeah. We have been formally invited. Formally invited. Well, in saying that, we invited ourselves before we were formally invited. Well, everyone's invited, but we were formally yeah. then formally invited to the Thisty Cross and Tempest Brewery's launch of their new snake bite. The, the official launch party for snake bite. It is in the Brown House, I believe. Have you, have you been there before? I think I have, but I can't remember. <laughs> okay. I haven't. Um, but this time we're taking recording equipment, so we do remember. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> true. True. Um, so we're going to have an interview with the man himself from Thistle Cross. Peter Allen. Um, and we're going to be sampling some of their snake bite, as well as Jaggy Thistle, which I'm looking Indeed. forward to, yeah. to so giving a try. Well. So the 10th the show, our 10th anniversary show, would that be an anniversary or 10th show? Yeah. It will feature... A range of special, a range of special features. Does that sound right? It'll do. It'll be a good show <laughs> because for our let's branch out, which you, which listeners can guess what that would be, it'll have a pub review, which uh, listener can probably guess what that would be, and it'll have a range of other features as well, which Hopefully. we'll endeavour. Yeah. And and if there's any questions that the listeners would like us to question, Peter from Thistle Cross, say you are listening to this. On uh, Wednesday the, or Thursday the 21st of March, before yes, 7 o'clock. Before 7 o'clock. <laughs> then uh, feel free to t- tweet us a question and we'll ask it. Even silly questions, I'm sure he'd be happy to get the, <laughs> the odd few I'm, silly questions. I'm, I'm sure he will. And, and equally, if you're, if you're also interested in, in trying out this snake bite, get yourself along to the Brow House at half past seven because everyone is invited. Yeah, and uh, come, come and speak to us. 
We should we get our pictures on the website before we go in case fans <laughs> fans start to um, want to speak to us. Possibly. How about we? Um, I'll make a kind of name badge. Okay. <laughs> You'll be the tall one with the beard. Aye. I'll oh. be the one next to the tall one with the beard that's slightly balding. Yeah. That sounds like Neil. Will that do? That'll do. Okay. So, uh, yes, come along to the Brat House, half past seven. And, uh, and the tenth show will be good, so look out for the tenth show. Look out for the tenth show. We're going to make a, a fucking good show. And on that note, we should probably leave because I'm getting drunk. We so, should. <laughs> so thank you for listening to Verse 9 of the Edinburgh Side Overview. We'll see you for the tenth show. Thank you and good night. Goodbye.